0: Welcome back to our Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Masay Shishi, the sixth Aliyah in Pajas, Masay. This uh, this Aliyah is focused on the topic of cities refuge. Our it is twenty six sukim long, running from Perak Lamed Hay Tes to Lamed. Daled. So the let's just take a look at the basic summary of this earlier, uh, and then we'll look at some b- um, deeper points to ponder. So Hashem commands Moshe to establish cities of refuge for all murderers by accident to run to. The cities will ensure that a person doesn't get killed, before, um, um, perhaps before they stand trial in front of the people. There are six cities that are going to be cities of refuge, three in the east bank, three on the west bank. And they are to be operational for all people of Israel, converts, and permanent residents in the land of Israel. Um, we hear now that if a murder takes place with an iron tool, a stone tool, a wooden tool, the murderer will die since he, he will be put to death because he has a murderer. Murderer, this obviously, as the should explain, referred to a person. It's not so much about what they used, but rather what they were doing. If they were intentional and they had witnesses, they will be executed. The, um, in such a case, the Redeemer of the blood will kill that person. If the murder took place in a, by pushing through hate or or throwing something onto the other person, the murderer is culpable and will be killed by the, the redeemer of the blood. But if it was a mistake, there was no planning or intent, there was no prior negative relationship between the aggressor and the victim, then the community will judge between the redeemer and the accidental murderer, and they will save the murderer by, by placing him in a city of refuge until the death of the high priest of the coin, Godel. If the murderer leaves the border of the city, he can be killed by the Redeemer, and the, the Redeemer would be acquitted for such an action as well. We hear a quick review that a person who murders in the presence of witnesses is, is, is to be killed, but one witness does not qualify. Um, and we hear that if an evil person cannot buy himself out of the Kaufe with paying an atonement, and finally, there's a command not to allow the land to be um, made evil. It's not, don't allow murder to happen on the land. Hashem dwells with us and, and don't allow the land to become impure. So this is a general overview of the contents of the Aliyah. Let's understand some of the ideas in deeper um, context. So first of all, why is Moshe being told this if he's not going to enter the land? You know, it's interesting the Gomorrah Makos Davyud tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu, um was doing this because he so desired to do a mitzvah he did it even though he couldn't finish the mitzvah so he's on the east bank of the jordan and he can sort of lay down the pl- the floor plans for the three cities of refuge on the east but he's certainly not going to get in because he's just been told he won't get into the land of israel the Gemara comments, "Oy Kesev Kesev." A person who loves silver will never be satiated by, by silver, which means it refers to mitzvah. So Moshe Rabbeinu is prepared to start this mitzvah, even though he won't be able to finish it and get the reward for concluding this mitzvah because he loves the commandments of Hashem so much. Rashi points out it's clear that the six are Miklat This um, will not be operational until such point that they're all six are there, which is why the Torah groups them into one here. Now, the ratio seems a little off because we have three. Cities of refuge on the east bank of the Jordan are serving a population of two and a half tribes. And we have another three serving the Israel proper, the west bank, which is nine and a half tribes. So it does seem like the the um, ratios are off for the clientele it is servicing. So the Gomorrah points out that, yes, in Gilad, which is the east bank of the Jordan, which is where Israel are right now, Nefeshi Reutzchem, there were many murderers which is a little strange because murderers are not the prime clientele of the R.A. Miklad of the is a refuge. In fact, it is unintentional murderers. So, yes, you can have a society which is very violent, but that doesn't necessarily mean to unintentional murderers, or does it? So the Mizrahi, one of the commentaries on Rashi, points out that... Intentional murders without witnesses also could find refuge in the Arya So let's say you, you, there were many murders taking place and there weren't witnesses there to prosecute them to the necessary execution, they could use the Arya they could use these cities of refuge. So therefore, on in the area of Gilad on the East Bank, where there were lots of murderers, therefore it certainly would service them as well. Um, the, the Shemishmul, the Sokot does point out a very beautiful point, and that is when you have a society which doesn't care so much about murder or it's desensitized because there is so much murder, then accidental murder will also increase as well because you aren't as careful. You don't care about the value of life as much, which is why there'll be more accidental murder in an area where there is more homicide. And that's what's being described over here. Very important to understand the societal norms and our sensitivities as well. Now. How does this all work with the people judging the murderers? The Mishnah Marcus, as understood by the Gemara Marcos, explains that when, let's say there was a murder which occurred, the first thing any murderer would do would be to run to an Eremiklite, whether it was intentional, unintentional, or not clear. At which point after they find refuge then this then then they will be extracted to court and the court will, will adjourn and discuss what's going on in this case if they find the person liable for murder they'll be executed by the Goyal adam. if not then the people will bring the murderer back to the Aramiklite and the person will serve their term until the Coyangonel's death which is sort of the general way it works now what's this whole business about the Goyal adam? who is he the Rashi explains it's a blood relative of a victim and, and in a case where there is no one the court will appoint a Goyal adam. So the Kesava Kabbalah Ravi Akazi Mecklenburg um, explains that um, this doesn't mean to say that at the beginning that a goyal adam can shoot the person you know in the wild west in the middle of the main street of the village. That's not how it works. First they'd be taken to the iramiklite, they'd be brought out for the court case, and then afterwards, if found guilty, then the goyal adam would be the one to 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 be the one to execute the person. That's the way it works. So it wasn't a sort of a bloody scene of you know everybody doing what they want and shooting everybody else up. No, that's this is it, there was a certain Level of order to it as well. Now, why is the release dependent on the death of the Kohen Gottel? What did he do to be part of this whole business? So Rashi quotes the, the Sivra, who says that very powerful thing, and that the Kohen Gadol brings the Shekhinah, the, the divine presence, to Israel. He extends the life of Israel, and so therefore, um, he, uh, he is the opposite force in society of a murderer who brings shortness of life to Israel. Um, and the Sifra ends off with an enigmatic statement, which I understand to mean, is that he, that the murderer is only released until his counterbalance in society is no longer there, which is the Kohen Gadol as well. Um, the other option that Rashi suggests is that the Kohen Gadol had the responsibility of praying that accidental murder not happen in the country, and that is therefore seen as a demerit on the side of the Kohen Gadol, which is a terrifying responsibility as spiritual leaders may seem to have, according to this, if they have a capacity to do so. Finally, one last notion, and that is the word khanifa, which is a fascinating word. It says, don't make the land impure. And it says, So what does that mean? Rashi says, don't make the land evil, based on the Aramaic translation. Ramban says, no, it relates to the word flattery, khanifa, what what is that? What how is flattery related to this? So the Rambani explains that one it refers back to the previous statement, which is don't buy your way out. You're not allowed to create a society which will pay their way out of bail from the murder and the uh, and the sentence that they deserve. Um, whereas the Kleakra says the the flattery that's occurring is is allowing the land to absorb the blood, and sort of carrying on, sort of like. Cover it over and move on as if nothing happened. That is inappropriate, says the clay Really, it is meant to be that. Um that that there's uh, there's a sort of the land is going to seek restitution, which is why it goes back to the first murder that occurred in human history, which was with Cain and Abel. Uh, the description of the land, there of the mm-hmm. that the blood calls out from the ground. The ground doesn't want to absorb this blood. There's 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 a relationship not just with human to human but human qua land. Uh, uh, a becomes. This primordial, Nov and Nod, he's moving around the land without a place, he's this refugee, and um, he moves to the east, in fact, which is where the first Aramiklat were established, it, and the land gives forth thistles and thorns as a continuation of the curse of Adam, where the land seems to be revulsed by the murder that took place on it and whenever we think about certainly the land of Israel there is a direct connection not just between human and human but human and land as well which is being expressed in this Aliyah in the most uh, most powerful of terms with this we conclude Shishi in the meantime have a wonderful meaningful day